Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation? But not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app slash breadbox. Welcome to Tools to Ready the Journey, a conversation to help prepare and support young men for fatherhood. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Tools to Ready the Journey, a father's guide to a faithful family. I'm Bill Snyder, and as always, I'm joined by author Ray Haywood, and it's hard to believe we're on chapter 11 already, but we are. Chapter 11 in his book, Tools to Ready the Journey, a Father's Guide to a Faith-Filled Family is Juggling Life. And we're going to be talking today about just how to do that. And uh, this chapter is very insightful, especially for uh, young men that are uh, busy with lots and lots of different things. So, uh, Ray, welcome to the program, and thank you so much for joining me today once again on Chapter 11, Juggling Life. Yes. Thank you, Bill. Welcome all of us into this time in fellowship, not just you and I, but us all. Fellowship is very much important in our lives as men. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And this truly is fellowship, not just between you and me, but it's also fellowship between us and our listeners. And, you know, it's kind of hard to say that, uh, you know, they might not be interacting with us right at this very moment, but it's a call to action to make sure that they are interacting with us online. Uh, So head over to trjfathersguide.com. Again, that is trjfathersguide.com, and you're going to find all the resources uh, that you can interact with us there, Facebook groups, Twitter, uh, and also Instagram stuff. There are chapter discussion guides on Facebook and groups on Facebook that do each chapter. So really, uh, dive into this. Dive into this uh, ministry and uh, connect with us because, you know, if you just listen to these or you just read the book, uh, there's so much more God wants to give you through exactly what you're talking about, Ray, and that's the fellowship of this. So uh, it's great to have fellowship with you, and it's great to have fellowship with our listeners right now as well. Yes, amen. So um, chapter 11, Juggling Life, uh, this theory was shared with me many, many years ago. And um, if you were to look up Juggling Life, uh, if you were to Google it, you will find many versions. And um, this is uh, a version that's specific to our morality. We're going to look at Juggling Life as morality balls. So... um, Chapter 11, Juggling Life. What's shared in Chapter 11, Juggling Life, is the awareness to the concept of juggling life's five morality balls. 
it's a very simple illustration suggesting that there are five balls in life that every one of us needs to juggle daily and how a realistic expectation is that we can only juggle three successfully at any given time. The theory of juggling life is represented as five balls of morality. Faith, our soul. Family, our will. Health, our morality. Friendship, our selflessness and work, our integrity. This represents the theory shared that there are two morality balls that should never be at rest within the concept of juggling life. Um, in this representation, we are going to put in place primary balls. The faith and family balls should be viewed as primary balls that are always in play to help us keep our eye on what matters in our decision-making. If we lose focus or lose our grip on the importance of properly handling our faith and family while within the act of juggling life, then understandably, it will become easier for us to submit to temptation and fall short within our sinful nature while juggling all the demands of life in our day-to-day -day physical world. The primary balls of faith and family give clarity to the decisions we make while incorporating the third ball we choose to juggle at any given time. Finding balance and making good decisions are two key elements needed in the act of juggling life. The morality balls that we choose to juggle will remain fluidly in motion if we observe these elements and stay true to the need of always having the primary balls in the act of juggling life. What sets this version of juggling life apart from every other version is the view of the balls being made up of our morality and the introduction of the two primary balls of faith and family needing to always be in the act, meaning in reach. It explains very simply how by mastering the art of juggling life within what this concept suggests, we will gain fluid motion while forming and mastering moral posture. I believe that this knowledge shared can become an awareness that when intentionally applied will aid in finding the balance needed in successfully juggling life well. A lot shared there, Bill. Yeah, absolutely. As young adults, we often... Um don't focus on what is important. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, having this awareness, having this, um, you know, competency in your tool bag to realize, you know, I need to make sure that I'm always taking care of my two most important things, which, as you describe, are faith and family. That only leaves room really for one other ball to be juggled, right? You only can juggle one other ball at, at, at that time. You know, it, it's unrealistic to keep putting things in. And I'm one of those people that loves to uh, overwhelm myself uh, with, with putting things in and in and in and in and in my life. Uh, so it's 
sobering for me to realize that I have to be able to say, you know what? I can't handle all this. And what gives? Well, it's not faith and it's not family. So it's got to be that third thing. And, you know, uh, I'll tell this funny story, Ray, because it's it, it it's so pertinent. I, I'm not the world's greatest juggler because I have uh, a physical disability. I, I have no fine motor skills on my left side of my body. So uh, one Christmas, I think I was about 17 or 18 years old, my grandmother actually gifted me juggling balls, three of them. And they were these colors that were, you know, uh, quad-colored or tri-colored balls that were meant for juggling, like a magician juggles. And, uh, in fact, the, I believe the gift was originally designed for my little brother, who, uh, you know, has two functional hands and, and can juggle. Uh, and so uh, she got mixed up and handed me the package. And uh, I, uh, <laughs> my, I opened it up and... I look at it and I'm like, these are nice balls. Thank you. Um, and and my mom immediately says to me, uh, oh, oh, those are for your brothers. Give them to your brother. I said, no, I'm not giving them to my brother. I said, they're mine. But my mom just gave them to me. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, when I when I look at that, it's like it's the challenge to juggle for me. Right. I mean, I, I might not be able to physically juggle, but those balls actually sit on my uh, shelf at my parents' house. When I go in, in my room there that I, that I use at my parents' house, they actually sit on a little bookshelf in there. And they're 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 constant reminder to me again that, um, you know, it, it's always a challenge to juggle. It's a challenge for me personally to juggle the different things that come up in my life. But uh, and that's and that's due to, you know, being a young man, too, and, and learning how to do it. And it takes time and uh uh, to, to, to do it, but also just the fact that I have the, the physical disability and unable to juggle uh, in, the, in the real world, you know, in, in, in the instance of, you know, juggling balls, I can't do it. So um, learning how to uh, juggle uh, is something that I have to do as a uh, mental practice or a uh, you know, theory in my life. And so while it might not relate perfectly into my story, it certainly is something that uh, is a challenge for me. And I'm able to uh, approach that vulnerability and, and, and also see the vulnerability as I read this chapter with you and talk about it. So um, I, I think you're totally right that uh, when, when we talk about what is important, we have to put those balls, we have to put those balls in our life first. Um, and then the other things can be added as we're able to handle them without overwhelming ourselves because we've got to keep them in the air. Yes, absolutely. So very important for the younger man to understand while reading this chapter and discerning what it shares as an awareness is that when we're young, in our work lives especially, people are demanding of us. They think we have more energy. They feel as though we have no responsibility. So they could put unrealistic expectations upon us. And, um, you know, then in the beginning when we're trying to impress or we're trying to um, 
you know, uh, build, we meet these unrealistic expectations. But then as life continues and we move forward and we um, have responsibilities, we get married, we have children, you know, all of these demands that we could once meet, we have to realize that we need to place life, we need to place ourselves in our faith and our family life well. And I hope for the older man who's listening to this right now, he could recognize his unrealistic expectation of that younger man when he reaches out and says something to this young man that he knows is not realistic, but he's going to ask it of him anyhow, because this is we're human. This is human nature we're speaking of here. And what is important about this chapter is to discern how to place well in our lives what matters. Um, so um, let's move forward. Let's consider intentionally applying this concept in our daily lives while attempting to master our morality, while being ever conscious of our flawed humanity. This version of juggling life demonstrates clearly the virtues needed to be mastered while attempting to juggle life with moral posture in mind mm. and the intent needed towards becoming successful in the act. Here is my interpretation of the five morality balls as described in the chapter. Let's start with the faith ball. The faith ball is made up of our soul and will be known as the ball of truth. The faith ball shares with us what is true and real in God's grace. Objective truth is what's shared in our faith ball. The second ball is family and represents our will and our foundation in life. In many versions of this concept, the family ball is made of glass and suggests that if the ball were to be dropped in the act of juggling life, it could be damaged upon the be beyond repair, uh, even broken. Uh, I agree with this representation of the family ball actually being broken if dropped. The third ball is health. This ball is made up of our time and represents our mortality and our center in life. This ball makes it clear to us the worth of which of the three balls we choose to juggle at any given time. It also fortifies us in our practice, in the balance and footing needed to continue juggling well. The fourth ball is friendship. This ball is where we find our selflessness. In the chapter, it describes that it is within juggling this ball that we learn how to accept and love each other past our faults. A lot to be learned in our friendship ball. The fifth ball is work. This ball is made up of our integrity. This ball suggests that at work, we are challenged by many different worldly views where we judge and are judged. This ball gives us the ability to discern right from wrong. So let's review the five balls of morality again. Faith being our soul. Family being our will. Health being our mortality. Friendship being our selflessness. And work being our integrity. Now that we have the morality aspect of the concept down, 
we can now gain clarity for considering which three balls we should juggle at any given time. Let's now make a mental note of the two primary balls of faith and family, that these two balls should always be in the air and make mention again that the concept of creating balance in our lives comes from when and where we decide which one of the three remaining morality balls we choose to reach for while juggling the two primary balls. Juggling life's morality balls is a very simple concept. Let's again emphasize this chapter's suggestion that if we should consciously or subconsciously choose to leave out one of the two primary balls, then we will find ourselves off-center and out of balance. A lot shared here, Bill. What are your thoughts on how each ball shares an aspect of our morality? You know, I really like that, and uh, it's something that you really uh, do highlight in the book uh, very nicely for, for listeners. It's laid out very, very well. So if you flip to page uh, 89 in the book, if you head right over to page 89 in the book, you're going to see it uh, laid out for you uh, very nicely. And, it, you know, maybe, I, I hate to tell them to destroy the book, but maybe make a photocopy or write this down and put it on your mirror in the morning uh, and, and look at it. Uh, I think that'd be a great tool. You know, we talk about the tools to ready the journey. A tool is, you know, being able to uh, place these in front of you. And for a young guy, putting these in front of you on your mirror in the bathroom or, uh, you know, on your nightstand uh, is a really important thing. Uh, because I think uh, we can begin to look at how our morality lines up with our daily activities, right? Who we spend our time with, uh, you know, uh, and, and where we spend our time. These all require significant time in order to maintain them. And as, as you so rightly point out, and, you know, I, I kind of jumped the gun earlier and, and, uh, and mentioned it, but faith and family are the two balls that you can't drop. Um, and so, you know, that leaves you room for another ball, Really, you know, especially beginners, you know, learning how to juggle balls. Uh, the, really, realistically, uh, you can only really have, you know, a, a, a beginner learns how to juggle three balls. <laughs> so uh, let, let me tell you that if you're beginning out and you're a young guy in life uh, going through this, what else is important? You know, you're only going to be able to add one to start out. Then maybe add another and another. But the reality is, uh, think about uh, how and which one you're going to add each and every day. You know, uh, for for me, I know that uh, it's always a challenge to keep friendships intact uh, for me because I'll, I'll tell you, I... Uh, I live far, far away from a lot of my co close college friends. Uh, I have one friend who lives in Arkansas, another one that lives in uh, New York, uh, another one that lives in Philadelphia area. And, and so, uh, you know, we stay in contact through, through, you know, digital means. But let me tell you, when, when I go in for Thanksgiving uh, to, to Philadelphia, 
uh, to spend time with my family, one of the things I make sure of is that in that busy time with my family and everything, I'm able to catch up with my friends. Um, you know, whether I have to make a sacrifice of myself and, and drive uh, through New Jersey traffic as uh, cars and, and trucks are passing me in the right lane uh, as, you know, uh, honking their horns and everything uh, <laughs> in, a, in an overwhelming situation sometimes, that uh, is important. You, you know, you put the things in your life that are important. Um, so, so when I think about, you know, maintaining friendships, yeah, you've got to be able to make that sacrifice of yourself and you have to be able to, uh, say, Hey, I am going to extend myself. Uh, I'm going to juggle this in between my, my family and, and my faith and everything else that's going on. I am going to make sure that I juggle this and that I, uh, get this. So, I, um, I, I really um, encourage you, uh, younger men out there, to, to strongly consider taking this, printing it out, or photocopying it, uh, or writing it down on a, on a you know, separate sheet of paper, index card, whatever it is, and place it in a place where you can see it every day and know what you're going to be facing with your responsibilities and your duties, and also with what is important to you. And then, you know, intentionally take the steps. There's so many resources in this book, but intentionally take the steps to say, I am going to um, today make sure that I connect with my faith. Today, I am going to make sure that I connect with my family. And, uh, I am going to be intentional about those two things. And then which is the third one or the fourth one, where if you're getting more and more skilled, the fifth one that I could add to this, uh, to this juggling act. So I just think it's very insightful and very important for, for young men and for myself to be able to listen to this, uh, after a, uh, an overwhelming week myself. So, uh, this is, uh, very insightful, Ray. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the friendship ball because uh, there's a lot that could be discussed within the friendship ball. Um, friends are people we get to choose. Um, you know, if you go back to reason, season and lifetime, um, I don't know if we've touched on that enough, but there's uh, a resource on the website where you could read on reason, season, and lifetime. And um, when, when you consider the, the friendship ball, that's where virtue and morality builds within our character because the people we surround ourselves with, well, that speaks volumes about who we are. And, you know, if you were to take a look at the resource of reason, season, and lifetime, and you realize the uh, the importance of people in our lives, well, then that will bring you even further and closer mm -hmm. in both your faith and your family to realize where our time, our morality ball of time, you know, brings us close to the people that matter. And also it sheds light, I mean, a spotlight on how, our character is formed within the people we associate with within our friendships. 
The friendship mm. ball is a beautiful ball to be silent and contemplate because it will give you a clear view of looking at the people around. I, are they, are you benefiting them? Are they benefiting you? Do they, do you look at them as mentors? Um, uh, what, what type of dialogue is being shared? All of these things come into view when you have your faith in your family. I mean, let's face it, there's certain people and we've all had them in our lives that we didn't want to bring to our house. So if we don't want to bring that friend to our house, do we really want to have that person in our life? Amen. And it's just something to consider and think about, especially in, in, in a, you know, when we're young and we, we don't have the responsibilities and, you know, just put these thoughts in your mind. So yeah, um, absolutely. Ray, uh, you know, just, just one more thing. I think it ties in really well, uh, is the, 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 the fact that, you know, you mentioned that you choose your friends, right? You choose them and, and find people in your life that are invested both in you and you are invested in them. Find pe- Those are the people, as you just mentioned so beautifully, if you're not going to bring them to your house, if you're not going to bring them to your house, why in the world would they be in your life? Other than, you know, through some uh, work-related relationship or something like that. But if you're not intending them to enter in your house, as Ray said, don't make them a close valued friend. Don't make them a close valued friend. And you're willing to sacrifice. You're willing to sacrifice. You're willing to extend yourself for those people who extend themselves to you. It's always two ways. Um, and so when you find that in your life, treasure that. Treasure those friendships and really take some time to think about that. As you as you go through and juggle life, Amen. So, in short, in my opinion, intent placed in forming well competencies in the use of this theory will lead to a peaceful existence for the family as a whole. This chapter poses a challenge to all who read it, which is found in the mindfulness it scratches to the surface of our need toward becoming intentionally active in all that we do and face in our physical lives while always placing our faith and family first. Mindfulness towards what we choose to allow into our act of juggling life and how this concept suggests that we should always first consider the impact and cost to our faith and family before reaching for what this world makes so easy for us to obtain in the secular narrative that is intentionally placed in front of us all as stumbling blocks for us to unwittingly separate and contort ourselves in in our faith and families. Knowledge of this theory, knowledge of the theory of unconscious competence will aid in allowing for us to quickly move through these stumbling blocks while mastering the act of juggling life gracefully. Intentional good decisions lead us to making unconsciously competent good decisions part of our character while our families and all around us willingly take part in our act of juggling life well. 
Peace should always be part and be found in the act of juggling life. If we are not finding peace in our movements, then we need to question our approach. This is just some great perspective shared here, Bill. What do you think? In three, two, and one. Right, absolutely. You know, one of the things I think about when you talk about uh, making decisions giving us peace, uh, and there's a there's a point in our lives where we don't always have peace, right? Uh, the the feeling of peace in our in our life sometimes has to be secondary while we're juggling until we hit the rhythm of juggling. So let me let me just explain that. When you add something new into your life, Ray, you know, uh, a new job, a new uh, person, a new friend, something something like that. When when you begin uh, to make that intentional decision, you might not have peace with it. But if it doesn't bring you peace, as you talk about, if it doesn't bring you that peace, then you know you need to put that ball down. But if you expect there to be peace as you're adding things to your life, I think that that's a different um, expectation. I, I, so, so, so I think as you're adding people and adding more responsibility in your life, you might not have peace. But if those things are not giving you peace, if they're not uh, bringing you peace, bringing you center, bringing you closer to the Father in heaven, if, if it's not doing those things, then um, I think you need to totally question the approach. I think you have to totally look at it in a different way and say, hey, should I really be engaging in this? Should I really be doing this? Um, it is, Am I approaching it from the aspect of I need to have instant gratification? Am I approaching this? Am I trying to juggle this because it's something that I want? Is it something that uh, is unhealthy for me to have? Uh, so absolutely, I, I think you're totally right when you talk about making intentional decisions um, and, it, and it becomes, you know, you know, un unconsciously part of our lives as we develop the rhythm of juggling, as you mentioned in the book. But if you think you're going to have peace right away when you add something new into your life, um, I would say don't worry about having, having immediate peace when you add something, when you throw a new ball into the mix. Um, but if it doesn't bring you that peace, that's where I make the di differentiation. Does that, does that make some sense, Ray? Absolutely, and it's a, a necessary um, point to be brought up. Um, we've discussed this, uh, I think, in the last chapter about what, um, you know, the difference between joy and happiness. And, um, you know, a, a peace in a movement doesn't have to be that we're comfortable in it, just that we're moving towards it. So, yes, that's a very important part of um, of juggling life. Well, um, always moving towards the peacefulness uh, to be obtained. And if our approach is not moving us in the moral posture to obtain that peacefulness, then we really need to consider our approach. Extremely uh, uh, poignant placed well into uh, our discussion here today. 
this chapter begins with my relating the fluid motion of juggling life to the fluid motion found within every successful marriage. This may actually come as a welcomed, strengthening tool of awareness to many married couples in what this writing embodies so beautifully. And it goes like this. Just as in a successful marriage, it is necessary to find the fluid motion that works by learning how to dance together peacefully through life. Learning how to juggle life gracefully is where we will find ourselves achieving peace of mind. Just uh, a beautiful writing that's found at the beginning of this. Um, and what I find is, in wisdom's look at divine love, meaning love that is shared in God's grace, we learn how uh, our imperfections are what should actually make us perfect in each other's eyes. To dance well, we need to stand together close. When we are close, we will inevitably step on each other's toes. What is suggested in this writing here is that as we move together fluidly and with good intent, we learn how to be sure-footed in our movements. Loving others past their faults is divine love at its best. No worldly interpretation could bring us to what is being shared here. Love of faith and family, always in reach, needs to be our focus as we perfect and refine our movements while inevitably achieving peace of mind through the moral posture gained in our intentional approach. An inspiring look at what can be gained in a marriage for a young man who applies well the tools found in the theory of juggling life. Wouldn't you say, Bill? Yes, absolutely. I, I would say that. And, you know, I really like how when you talk about the the juggling piece, you also talk about dancing. Uh, because dancing uh, is... You know, a lot like juggling, really. It really is. Uh, at least for me, anyway. I'm not a good dancer. I'm not a good juggler. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I think that when you, when you look at, and my wife would tell you I'm not a good dancer at all. Uh, but one of, the, one of the things that I think um, kind of relates for me between the two of them, other than I'm not good at either of them, is the... The, the fact that we are going to make mistakes and we're reliant on other people. You know, um, in, in order to juggle, you need to rely on the ball and the, and the trajectory of that ball. You need to rely on it. Uh, so as you throw it up in the air, you're expecting it to come down in a point where you can catch it. Same thing with dancing. Same thing with, uh, you know... It, we we move in a way that we expect our dance partner to uh, be in a position where you can embrace them or uh, catch them again. You know, uh, as you you know do a fast motion dance and a slow dance, it might be a little bit easier. But the reality is, is that you're expecting um, the movement. Uh, and relying on somebody else. And, you know, you mentioned we're going to step on each other's toes. That, that's something that's going to happen. We're going to step on each other's toes and we're going to, um, you know, have, have missteps. We're going to drop a ball every once in a while. Uh, we're going to fumble through, through life 
in in some way, shape, or form. And I think uh, some part of that's natural, some part of that's necessary. Um, and and finding our way, uh, we sometimes learn the best when we uh, <laughs> when we uh, drop drop the ball uh, because we know how best not to drop it again. So uh, I, I think you are. Uh, totally on on point with a lot of what you say uh, in this in this chapter, and and uh, graceful graceful juggling comes with time. It does not happen overnight. Uh, so be prepared to step on a few toes out there uh, when you uh, get on the dance floor of life. It just is what is going to happen. Um, and you know when you step on your partner's toes, you just have to say I'm sorry. Uh, you know, pick it up and, and move on. So absolutely, uh, there's so many amazing tools that you provide here, uh, you know, and, and certainly with uh, the marriage analogy as well, uh, because, you know, we're, we're two imperfect people uh, looking to get each other to heaven. So it, it's, it's just a beautiful way to, to wrap up uh, what we're talking about here. That, um, that writing is it actually came from a real life experience. Uh, every year on my anniversary, Natalie and I, we watch our wedding video. And our first dance together was very awkward. And, you know, we always comment while we're watching how she's telling me how to move. And I don't need any more guidance. I can easily move fluidly in my marriage. So uh, a lot of what is shared in this book is true to character of, you know, life experiences. I hope that you can one day look back on your wedding video and find peace in your movements because Divine love is awesome, and it's worth stepping towards. So um, it's, uh, it's a beautiful life if you apply these simple tools towards the approach. So uh, chapter 11, uh, the tool is pliers. I choose pliers for chapter 11, juggling life, for the manner in which they are used to grasp and hold onto objects firmly. When we relate using pliers to the concept of juggling life, we can find value in the use of this tool in holding firmly what we are working with to be a good example of how to master the art of juggling life's morality balls. There is much value that can be found in applying well this practical concept towards becoming morally intentional while choosing to grasp for and holding on to our two primary balls of faith and family while being actively involved in juggling life well beautiful no bill it is beautiful ray i you know your images are just amazing uh your writing style is so um so uh clear and i just really encourage everybody to continue to use this book as, as a resource it is so beautiful you, you because you just paint so many uh beautiful images and uh what a 
what a wonderful treasure this is. So thank you so much for all that you're sharing and all you're imparting and all the wisdom you're leaving with me uh, today. And I know that our um, I know that our conversation is is bearing fruit in the lives of young men and old men and all men um, that are listening to this. So thank you so so much. Yes, and chapter twelve is going to be another great. Uh, chapter for us to to, to share in. Uh, we're going to start to get into some meat now. Um, we have a lot of awareness and now we can actually step closer in our faith as we move forward uh, as we uh, come to where this book will culminate in the call to action. But uh, chapter 12 is a faithful mindset. It will share with us how we can use reflection and self-examination in humility the tool of the heart as we intentionally move forward through the arch of life. It's going to be a great chapter, and I am so looking forward to it, and I hope you are as well, Bill. <laughs> Absolutely, Ray. Uh, I am totally looking forward to this, and uh, it has been an amazing journey so far. Uh, so stay tuned as we continue uh, to uh, move through this book. Uh, there Again, there's so much more for you than just a podcast, just a book. Uh, there is... A um, there is a great website to go out to 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 figure out where to turn to. That's trjfathersguide.com. There are plenty of uh, resources there: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, connect with us, email us, uh, and uh, connect with Ray and his many resources that are there because. You, you cannot afford not to. You cannot afford uh, to, to just take this and let it go in one ear and out the other. Um, it, 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 it is just that important that you internalize this and take this uh, into your heart uh, as, as we uh, go through life and, and juggle its different parts. So thank you, Ray, so much. Uh, can't wait for Chapter 12, Chapter 13, and... Uh, to conclude the book with you because it's un unbelievable uh, the the difference and um, the the impact that it has made in my life and I know it's making out there for many others so thank you yes and you know I would like to personally invite our listeners to step closer with us you know we and I begin and end by saying this time in fellowship we're actually going to explore what fellowship means later on. Uh, when we go into the epilogue, but um, uh, please step closer with Bill and I. Come into the um, communities that are available. Um, so, yes, Bill, thank you very much for this time and fellowship. We get to do this. Yes, we do. It is a it is a great treasure and a and wonderful thing that has been entrusted to us. So, until next time, uh, for both Ray and myself, I'm Bill Snyder. Be intentional. You've been listening to Tools to Ready the Journey, presented by Breadbox Media. For more information about this ministry to young men, visit trjfathersguide.com or search for TRJ Father's Guide on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tools to Ready the Journey is a production of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about how Patchwork Heart Ministry can support your ministry, visit patchworkheart.org. I feel silly trying to make up prayers myself. 
My mind starts to wander as I'm speaking to God. I just don't have time to pray. Do you recognize yourself in any of these statements? If so, we have a book for you. In Pray Fully, best-selling authors Michelle Fanley and Emily Jaminet share the rewards and frustrations of their own prayer journeys to create a practical guide that combines testimonies, tips, and journaling space to help you spend quality time with God. Whether you want to learn how to pray aloud in a group or stop your mind from wandering during prayer, Fanley and Jaminet have practical advice and the real-life experience to help you overcome obstacles to everyday prayer. Head over to AveMariaPress.com and use code LEARN2PRAY, that's LEARN, the number 2, PRAY, to get 20% off your copy today. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic themed coffees available at www dot grimbeancoffee.com forward slash redboxmedia experience coffee like never before